0: wake up buyer payer people it's a beautiful day go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to jim and michelle rhodes on the buy here pay here morning show take it away you two happy wednesday we're glad you guys could make it um we uh, have another week of, of broadcasts to do and um, and we've had some, a lot of fun kind of talking about topics and how to tune up what it is that we're doing and, and uh, make it more and more rich for our listeners.
1: Yeah. We got some uh, survey feedbacks already. If you haven't um, seen the survey, we'll try to throw that in In fact, we might be able to get it out there while the show is rolling, but um, with the survey results we've gotten back so far, have been very positive. We appreciate uh, not only the, uh, the thumbs up on uh, what we're doing, but also the suggestions on things Absolutely. to do going forward. Some good ideas in there. So we're we're <laughs> definitely uh, we're committed to uh, be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, and we obviously want to bring. Um, the kind of subjects that are of interest to uh dealers yeah sure. so even
0: if it's not a positive you know uh for, oh, yeah. for the morning show because it's it's been really really great so far but um you know feel free i know that in buy her pay her success jim posted the survey and one of the things at the end are what topics would you like us to tackle right and we've gotten some really really great um, Absolutely. great suggestions on that. So, um, we'll post this again, uh, the survey again, when this recording goes into a different social media. So you have the opportunity to, to weigh in and give us your two cents and give us, you know, whatever ideas that, uh, you might have for something that you would like to, to hear here.
1: Uh-huh. And hear, we are hear. hearing, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are hearing, uh, you know, of course, the idea that, um, which was mentioned once before, we are going to ultimately try to get this set up where folks can call in. Uh, there are some technical um, maneuvers that we have to make in order to, to create that situation. But we expect, to, yeah, we expect yeah. to get there and be able to allow people to call in and ask their questions. In the meantime, uh, throw them in the chat box there. Absolutely. And don't forget to say hello if you'll let us know what state you're uh, listening from yeah. this morning we'd love to hear that and i got to tell you this is white hat wednesday uh-huh. we expected russell moore this morning he's not connected i, I wonder to if news. he's
0: on if he realizes it's on eastern time
1: i uh, we're i'm texting him and <laughs> i know he's vacationing in a different time zone oh, so yeah he may join late um but we were we look forward to having him if it doesn't work out for him to connect today for some reason then obviously we'll have him at a future time but he's uh you know, Russell is, uh, well-known for those of you that oh, yeah. are, might be listening through the BHPH success group in Facebook. M- many of you know, Russell, because he's the kind of dealer who's really a great mentor. He takes the time to, to chime in on conversations and especially with new folks, he's, he's got, uh, words of wisdom to contribute, uh, regularly. And so many of us know, you know, Russell that way. And, uh, of course he's been in the industry for some time. He's in, um, um, south texas conroe texas and uh, so he's again somebody we want to give a nod to as somebody we view as a white hat we certainly know russell well enough to know that he kind of fits in that category what we call the white hat
0: yeah and and just in case he doesn't make it today we will um, either uh, record a broadcast that we can we can put out there There for people to be able to listen to or just reschedule him to come on another time (laughs) and it's you know i said at the beginning it's like there's a lot of things that we're learning and one of those uh, is like time zones, yeah um we're on the eastern time zone, and it, it's been funny being on the eastern um in eastern time zone. uh we're heading to nIada it's it's we are broadcasting live by the way from NIADA in exactly two weeks mm-hmm. which means those of you who you know speak time zones uh that's specific time zone mm-hmm. which is three hours earlier an eastern time mm-hmm. zone and we start at nine so we will be broadcasting live six o'clock in the morning Pacific. She says
1: that like, uh, it's gonna feel like 9 a.m to me so well, i don't yeah, yeah it'll still
0: be dark i think well, yeah, well still be dark. it'll be it'll be yeah
1: it'll be the same time of day for our <laughs> listeners as it always is. well
0: so. it's been funny because uh you know usually when you go to these conferences it's like hey let's do dinner hey let's da-da-da-da. and so um when we've had friends and colleagues say, Hey, let's do dinner on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And let's, we had one that was like, let's do it at eight 30 Pacific time zone. And so we're like, Oh, that sounds great. And then Jim and I were looking at our calendar and was like, that's 1130 Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. So, um, we had to, uh, Decline. Um, Thank you so much for the invite. But um, so when we say we're going to be broadcasting live and NIADA, we will do our normal six or it'll be six uh, uh, Pacific,
1: Pacific. Uh our
0: normal nine o'clock time slot. And we will do an extra like a special time slot for while we're at, um, at the conference. So we'll go live. And I think it's like at nine 30 Pacific, right. yeah, um, so. and we'll have a half an hour time. And, and, you know, we've been, it's been really great talking to the people, um, the folks there that are putting together this whole thing and how, um, you know they're like, "What do you need?" and it's gonna be fun because apparently we're gonna be something like in a room with a few other people that are going to be broadcasting um like our our friends at the independent dealers podcast right. and and so uh you know it th- those of you who are going it'll be kind of in a breakout type mm-hmm. um environment, and so we're we're kind of we're looking forward to uh um yeah, bill, it is early feels yeah. <laughs> <Buenos laughs> like uh, wow." 6 a.m. in Vegas. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're not the type of people that go out on the, on the, uh, town. Yeah. And when we go to Vegas for different conferences. Many of you uh, at the conference
1: will just be coming in at the time that we're starting our broadcast, Uh, you know, so stay out all night at the tables, but, uh, Buenos dias. Yeah.
0: Amanda's here too, and um, we've got Todd o- Oden from Alabama. Yeah. And oh, Tommy, Tommy's here. He's listening hey, in, he's um, listening trying to out. buy gonna... cars online. Yeah. Like, he's a dealer. He yeah, we
1: should that. have had Tommy on there. He could do simulcast and we could, we could watch him buy cars. We so. could listen. <laughs> How do
0: you do this, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. would be kind of a fun one to, to, uh, to do. So.
1: Um, so I might take a little time this morning, um, you know, hope we um, get Russell to connect, but I'm going to take a little time to kind of tell the backstory on the White Hat Way. You know, we've shared it out there, the link here and there, but you can certainly read the expanded version on um, the um, on the White Hat Way at the BHPH Institute. I think Michelle's going to try to share that yeah. in the thread now. but you know, just to kind of give a backstory on that, you know, I grew up in Western Oklahoma and some of these things can be hard for me to talk about without getting emotional. Michelle knows that, um, emotions run pretty close to the surface with me all mm-hmm. the time. But then this particular subject is just kind of goes back to my roots and some of the people that I grew up with, including my own grandfather, who was a, a pure cowboy. I uh, wish yeah. he'd been
0: around when yeah. we met cause yeah. I really would have loved him. So too.
1: his, uh, the family name is Trujillo. He was, uh, the, head cowboy. They called him a foreman, but he was the head cowboy, had a bunkhouse full of usually about a dozen cowboys on a 50,000 acre cattle ranch. And, uh, he was the consummate, you know, Caballero, the, the, the true cowboy. And, uh, and he always wore white hat. He had his straw hat out on the ranch and he had his felt hat for church on Sundays. And, and, uh, you know, it's just something that really has always meant something to me. You see the white hats in the the old Western movies. And those are usually the good guys, you know, in the movies. So that's how that kind of came about. I've always kind of associated white hats with the good guys. And that's what we're trying to spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, with this whole white hat way concept and uh, you know, just the, the the way to treat customers and how to kind of, you know, implement ethics into that. And just, it's about being the good guys in your community.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we've, as, as we've been developing this and talking about, okay, so, we want to be able to give, especially on White Hat Wednesday, the same kind of information, same kind of nuggets from the dealers that we have on there. And so, you know, we're there's we've already got a list of questions that we are going to ask each of them. Some of them are like, "What's your favorite part? What's your not so favorite part?" Sure. I um, mean, I really enjoy those kind of questions because it kind of it uh, it adds some contrast. Right. And so we know some of the things that we need to um, either figure out how to make more fun sure, or whatever. Um, I've
1: shared the story out there before just quickly on that, you know, the thing about what people like about it. I remember talking to a dealer years ago and again, people have heard me tell this story, but I never met the guy, but I talked to their dealer and he was, um, you know, they'd been many years in business, had a franchise operation and he just basically shared with me that, you know, they had a very successful buy here, pay uh, business. They had, you know, maybe 500 accounts or something and had uh, a good amount of cash flow. He said, Jim, we, we own our real estate now to uh-huh. the, to the, you know, benefit from the benefit of our buy here, pay here operation. And we actually enjoy incoming cash in our franchise store from our buy here, pay here operation. He said, but re- really what I love most about this business is just that we're helping people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's like key for us when we, when we, um when we uh, do an initial discovery call or the initial call, when we're launching a new, um, a new contract with someone and we do that in depth discovery call. That's one of the questions that we ask. It's mm-hmm. like, why are you doing this? And, um, and that's an answer that like, that's for us pretty, pretty important. It's like, cause you want to help people. That's, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking for. You know, when we meet new clients, we really, we focus with new dealers on, not just getting them in business, but creating a business that is going to be sustainable, that's going to be an asset in the dealer's community, and is going to create, when I say sustainable, a business that's going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an impact, a positive impact in the community. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, we we want to see the business have value. So we're trying to help create systems in the business, mm-hmm. obviously, that's going to help the dealer create a business that's going to have value you know, 10, 20 years down the line. Um, And so that's just, that's kind of where we come from. And that we feel like that just kind of all ties back to ethics principles. You know, in fact, it comes up and I'll be speaking, uh, Michelle will join me at the uh, TIADA conference where we'll be speaking on business planning. And we're going to introduce some ideas Mm in that that kind of go to the heart of business planning. And where do you start? Oh, yeah. and, and maybe for some of you, where do you restart on your <laughs> business planning? Uh, because, you know, we, people always ask us the question when we're working with new dealers, they'll ask a question that kind of in that category of what Michelle and I call straight lines, you know, black and white.
0: Straight lines and squiggly lines. Yeah. yeah so straight there's lines.
1: policies and procedures mm-hmm. type of stuff, which is, you know, you could describe it any number of ways, black and white. is kind of the, the. It's the the
0: more kind of more rigid parts of the process of, you know, how you run your operation, how you do the things are more your straight lines. The squiggly lines are more how, how you bring it to the customer. Right. How you, um, you know, people can have a policy about this. Well, right. how do you articulate that?
1: Yeah. So how- imagine, imagine the question. We've got a brand new dealer who's never been in the buy payer pay your business at all. Maybe never even in the car business. And they're asking Michelle and myself questions like, where should I set my interest rate? How much <laughs> should I mark up my cars? And so I'm always <laughs> having to try to answer those questions. She answers it with a question. Yeah, typically I do, yeah. and I kinda, it kind of—it always kind of goes back to this kind of this white hat way. It's like, who, who do you want to be in your community? How like, do you want to be, be known? If you bump yeah. into your customers at the grocery store, going back to the Tommy stuff that we talked about with Tommy Brandis. Um, you know, it's how do you, when you bump into your folks at, at the store, is it, is it a warm hello and you like each uh-huh. other or how do we feel about and each other?
0: Do you want to even be recognized in your community? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. And so those are the things that that's why we come sometimes answer those questions with a question and why we ask our dealers to really start mm-hmm. with an understanding of what we teach in terms of the, the, the white hat way is kind of foundational mm-hmm. for us. It's like we, we want to help dealers create businesses that are going to be around a long time. And so It's not a great business for those that are Mm short-sighted. You know, if you're selling your paper off to somebody else, that's one thing. But if you're going to originate your paper, close the deal with the customer, collect those payments from the customer for, you know, what used to be three years, now it's, you know, four and four and a half year contracts. If we're going to have that kind of relationship with customer, then we really need to think Mm long-term. And when you think ahead to how would we need to treat that customer in order for them to do business with us again, As that contract is winding down. And we now have new and shiny cars on the lot. Mm-hmm. Are they going to trade in and do business yep. with us again? Or are they going to be with us, you know, for multiple cars and perhaps multiple generations as Tommy talked about. So this is why we kind of come at these questions with a question. It's like, it's important to first understand, you know, kind of the foundational principles. And I guess I'll go ahead and give a teaser. I'm writing an article, um, soon that'll, uh, you know, be, um, distributed in various channels. But years ago, I wrote an article. I need to figure out when I wrote that. I need to go find that archive. Oh, it was but well before you, we met. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's been probably 10 years ago. I wrote an article called The Third P. And I meant that because often when people in business in general, but buy here, pay here, when they talk about P&P, mm-hmm. they're talking about policies, policies and, and procedures. procedures, right? So that's mm-hmm. typically that kind of that Straight line stuff that we're talking yeah. about. And I, I introduced the idea of the third P really that you have to think about in order to write your policies and procedures well and to create this kind of sustainable business. That I'm talking about, you start with philosophy. Okay? What
0: is your philosophy? It's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, I know that that's the question. i had like, how do up? you want to be known? It does not start with F. Just for <laughs> any of you who might, might not be awake yet this morning. Words. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, So, the third P was philosophy. And so now I'm going to write the fourth P and this just occurred to me not long ago that this is where, you know, we're going to um, kind of spend some time in the next, um, you know, several months mm-hmm. is writing these series of articles. So the fourth P will be principles mm-hmm. because, and it's not uh, principles like dealer principles. This is like how principled are you going to up, you know, you're going to run your business from certain principles, which also ties back to philosophy. This is all about philosophy is, and approach. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. When you, you can better write your policies and procedures when you, and, and also construct your business plan Mm -hmm. whenever you start from that place of principle and, and understand, you know, how do we want to be known? and do we is yeah. is repeat and referral business important to us or not yeah.
0: well and you know you mentioned that uh, we we were asked by the folks at TIADA to come and speak on business planning and it was when we when we spoke with them about that that their their main intent um, the straight lines about mm-hmm. what it is that they were trying to create with uh, with the agenda was this is the new dealer track And so, and so they wanted to be able to have something that new dealers or new to the business, whatever can, can, this is how you create a business plan. And, um, this, this, what we're going to be talking about is going to be so applicable to every dealer in every stage of their business, every dealer in every stage of the business. So, you know, if you want to be able to kind of get a little bit more of an insight about what we talk about with um, some, like the, the principles. Um, right. The philosophy, then, you know, come in and, and, and have, uh, you know, uh, and join us at, yeah. at TIADA Please. um
1: it's, Yeah. That's going to yeah. be, we feel good about the kind of the, the approach that we're going to bring to that mm-hmm. session because it will help dealers to maybe rethink um, their business plan a little bit and kind of how they want to model because the numbers, you know, the numbers are the numbers, but to create um, the plan that we want Mm -hmm. and have the business have the look and feel that we want in three years, Mm -hmm. that might be a little different number here or there than what you currently have in your business plan. So that's what we want to introduce this idea of, you know, to really get the numbers right. We, We probably need to take a good look at, you know, what do we, how do we want to be known? So this gets into all the soft stuff that (laughs) Michelle and I, we really quite enjoy taking on these things like, you know, creating a vivid vision in your business and creating culture in your business. You know, that's such a kind of a, you know, nebulous thing to think about things like culture. But in reality, there are some very specific things that you can do to start to facilitate uh, an improvement in culture. And that can be. That was actually one of the things someone
0: put on the survey. That's true. Talk sure about was. culture. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, and we're prepared to take it on. Like yeah. I say, it's a subject that is, um, is hard for many to grasp. And, uh, you know, I have to say that for the longest time, I found it challenging myself because I, I was in a circle of entrepreneurship back in Utah and met a lot of great entrepreneurs. And there was a lot of talk about culture. You know, what we used to call team chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and maybe the you new know, word is culture is culture. And yeah. so it's, it's really the yeah. same thing. We're trading, we're creating chemistry and really, you know, this also applies in that you think about your business growing and many of you are out there with, you know, lo- multiple location type of operations. Mm-hmm. How do you create the kind of environment and culture that helps you feel like the people that are out there on the front line, greeting your customers on lot number one and lot number three today? how close is what they're saying to the customer to what you would say if you were standing there yourself? So this is where Amen. culture starts sti- yeah. tie it all together from top to bottom. And so we can call it culture, mm-hmm. chemistry, you know, philosophy. There's a lot of ways we can go about this, but if we get that part right, then the, the chances are much higher yeah. that the people out there at the front line are saying things in the way that we want to say them. And so this is <laughs> exactly. a really important, it's a really important element.
0: Exactly, and you know, I know that many of you know Jim as the number numbers guy. He's the one that does collection efficiency and all of the numbers thing. Really, super, super talented. Um, has just some very rich information. So, those of you who are are thinking business planning that we're going to be talking numbers, you're right. We will be. We're also going to be talking about the other the other pieces of that. So, those of you who just want to hear the numbers, come. Right. And, and those of you who want to hear the, the way that, uh, that we're, we're training and we're teaching new dealers to be able to enter the business with the, with the third and the fourth P, um, please reach, please come and, and join us. Um, I just wanted to like, we're a little bit past halfway through. I think that Russell had a time zone, uh, miscommunication. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so he hasn't joined us. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. And so I've, I've put up there on the, those of you who are kind of watching via video or whatever, the, the link or the website for the white hat way. So um, if you want to go ahead and read that and kind of get a better idea about what it is that we're going to be talking about on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are white hat Wednesday. Thank you, Tommy Brandis for the Mm -hmm. suggestion. And um, so we also, you know, there are, we all have colleagues that we see and, and, um, uh, watch what it is that they're doing. And they may be someone that is just a side mentor or whatever, someone that you met at one of the conferences, someone that you, you know, and it's like, man, I really want to be able to emulate how they do their business, not just in the, the numbers and that they sell this many units and all of this, but their how they, how they, um, connect with their customer. And, and so we, Uh, We have our list of of dealers that we know through our circles that we consider to be the white hat dealers out there. And so we know you do, too. And they may be dealers that we aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're asking, and you know, you can find us on some of the different social media channels or through our websites, the uh, octane.group or whatever. Um, or like through the buyer, payer Institute, contact us, mm-hmm. send us in, um, a suggestion of someone that, you know, too, because yeah. we would really love to be able to showcase people that are, that are out there that are just really, really emulating The White Highway,
1: and we will be giving awards for that as part of how we want to spotlight people. We don't have an official nomination process on that yet, but you know, at the end of the day, all we're really trying to do is spotlight those people who are treating customers well and are focused on Mm -hmm. customer retention and customer relations. And so, by all means, you know, put their name out there. You can choose to send it to us privately or mention them publicly. You know, through these social channels or whatever. We're just trying to get the word out that it's entirely possible to treat customers well, to be fair and consistent in dealing with them, uh, solves a lot of your compliance problems, by the way, in the course of doing that, when you're just fair and consistent. And then, uh, beyond that, when, when we're treating customers well, it creates a lot of long-term success for us. So, you know, we, we just think that there's, it's important to understand that for folks that are new to this business, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that they, they try to do, and of course, as we know, mistakes in this business can be very expensive. Yeah. And, and so we're just trying to introduce the concept that, you know, some of the dealers that we know that have been around for decades and enjoying really healthy um, success have great um, Google reviews and uh, lots of repeat business. You know, that's what we want to make sure people understand is entirely possible. And uh, so maybe it's important to understand that going in so that you write your business plan accordingly.
0: Absolutely. And it really it helps an awful lot to have have those kind of things clarified, because once you create that, it's every decision you make Mm -hmm. um, filtered through what is what is our business plan? What is what are the squiggly lines of our business plan and what are the straight lines of our business plan? And does this thing that we're talking about doing fit fit? uh, once it goes to that filter, is it right. something that, that aligns with what it is that we I want to I wanted to do. give a quick
1: mention. I see Amanda Sanchez yeah. uh, says so hello from Texas. Good morning, Amanda. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Guess Senor, who's here. Senor Gutierrez. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Hello from uh, the Dallas area. So, Oh, Russell Moore is joining us so, so we're going to so we're going to probably run a little bit long this morning we'll give That's him a chance okay. to get in there and say hello
0: Russell can you hear us
1: Good morning how are you Good doing
0: morning this? We're so glad that you made it um I I think that uh you uh, we had said hey let's get together about 10 minutes before and and um we just we thought that maybe it was a oh my goodness this is eastern time zone
2: <laughs> That's exactly what it was Oh no <laughs> 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 Should have clarified. I'm Lord, Texas time still. You're what? Still on Texas
1: time.
0: Oh yeah. There yeah.
1: There's a song about that, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Tulsa Time to Oklahoma.
0: Hey, so thank you. And I then it sounds like you probably just like, oh my gosh, got on real quick and and um we don't want you to feel too rushed or anything this is this is like super casual and and uh we just we know you as someone that uh really emulates some of the things that we've been talking about with the white hat way and so welcome russell
2: well thank you we've had multiple conversations i know i've seen you guys at a, a ton of the conferences and and i think our uh our our conversations have always aligned and and we think the same way so i appreciate you guys for having me on
1: you're Listen, welcome. if you're thinking the same way I am, you're in trouble. So.
0: <laughs> and I just wanted to say, Russell, you've got a great radio voice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> you got in here. Let's, let's that great Texas uh, dialogue. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Russell, just to kind of recap, we've covered kind of the white hat way and gave some background on that. And, and we're really talking about how we're trying to showcase for all, especially new dealers you know we're always mindful with new dealers we work with a lot with them and you're always really generous with new dealers out there in the social media groups the facebook group in particular bhph success group that we're part of you know you're really good to make time and kind of share uh, You you know be a mentor of sorts and, i love and, reading and, your comments yeah for sure <laughs> yeah uh, so that's kind of why we we know that you kind of do business the white hat way and so we're we're thrilled to be able to introduce you to folks who may not have met you yet. But we had some questions for you. Maybe Michelle, if you got a few of those you want to run through with him.
0: Um, you know, you've you've been in the business for a minute, haven't you?
2: I I'm the new guy in the business. Actually, I I started in 2013, so I, I have Let's not a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the 2013 was a time that, uh, you know, we, we started in there and I said, you know, I'm going to make a go of this and try Cause I've never been in the car business, but I've been in businesses. I, you know, I went to school for business. I, you know, I, I think I know how to run just about anything. Lord, did I not know what I was doing <laughs> wow. here? Wow. There's nothing that, uh, that can, uh, get
1: you ready for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of different balls to keep in the air on that, right? A lot of yeah. different, you know, quote unquote departments that we have in our buy here pay your So business. why
0: did you get in? What was it
2: that was the draw?
1: You know, I, back in 2013, uh, I was in a business
2: with my brother, and we were doing building supplies and and doors and molding and stuff like that. And and that's what I'd been in all my life. I'd been with my dad before that, and and uh, we just grew up in the building business and building supply business. So after some time we decided, okay, well let's, uh, let, you know, my dad was ready to retire. So he sold the property and we went across the street and opened up a place. And, um, about that time we had decided, uh, or I had decided that we had pretty much run our course together. Uh, still love my brother, uh, beyond measure, but we had just grown separate. I wanted to keep growing and he did not. He was happy where we were at, Mm -hmm. um, a typical, you know, response to a family deal. You got, you got intricacies that you just can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So then I decided to do the, the, the car dealership and I started in 2013, I started part-time and, hired a guy to, to kind of run it while I was at my day job. And I had a one of our guys in my hometown that uh, that came to me one day at lunch and he saw me sitting over and he walked over to me and he just looked at me and he said, I need to give you some advice. And I, <laughs>
1: said,
2: I said, Rigby, I'm, I'm happy to, this is one of the richest guys in our town. And he said, you either need to get in the car business or get out of the car business. And I said, I hear you. <laughs> so, I went all in and yeah. from that point on uh that i just i never have looked back since then
1: isn't that interesting wow. how pivotal that conversation was you still remember it like it was yesterday huh
2: yep absolutely i mean I, I try to remember all of those things and you know when you start out in in this car business you'll find out real quick i asked two or three people that i respected uh, one of them was a question, a guy that's a general manager of a Chevrolet store in town and I've known him since high school. And I said, Hey man, can I make a living, uh, in this and, and, and do it honestly. And he said, absolutely. Uh, he said, you can do it the right way and, and make a good living and, and you can make a great living in this business. He said, but you're going to find that you're going to see a bunch of shady characters that are going to show up and try to get in your pocket and try to do the things the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Lord knows I, I, I got hooked up with some right people to begin with. And that made all the difference in what I'm doing now because I was showed the right way to do this business. So
0: you actually had like, well, that was another question was like, what was your early education or
2: mentorship?
0: What did that look like that helped you on your path? So,
2: so, the, you know, the, the best thing was getting hooked up with, you know, I, that guy, that gentleman that helped me. And then another uh, friend of mine that just recently passed away, he had been in the business forever. Um, and he actually was the guy that I hired and, and he worked for me for two or three years uh, just kind of keeping me lined out and on the day-to-day stuff. Uh, but whenever I first got in, I knew that I did not know enough about the buy here, pay here business. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to join a 20 group. So I went with NIDA 20 groups and Paxton Wright was my first moderator. So oh. uh, <laughs> you know, we, we go back a long way and, uh, you know, with the, with the 20 groups and stuff. So that was where I, and at that time we had two dealers in my hometown that were going under. Mm-hmm. And when I say these guys were selling 150, 175 cars a month, mm-hmm. uh, and they were going out of business and I'm sitting there going, uh Oh, what yeah. have I gotten myself into? And I asked, you know, I still remember this conversation with Paxton. I said, Paxton, I don't want to end up like those guys. What, mm-hmm. what, what happened? And he said, well, he goes, you know, most of the time when somebody fails there, they didn't pay attention. They quit paying attention to what was going on inside their business. So, you know, those are some, you know, you got to pay attention. And I, I actually hired my controller is, uh, came from one of those dealers, one of the bigger dealers. And through conversations with her, that's exactly what happened. That was the, I saw the internal workings of that, of not paying attention. And that's, that'll get you every time.
0: What, what kind of things are you talking about when you say not paying attention?
2: Not paying attention to your, your expenses, not paying attention to, uh, to what you're buying, not paying attention to uh, to the details de- of your day-to-day business, you know, not seeing what the recon cost is versus uh, you got to know your numbers, right? I mean, every time you're sitting there looking at, you know, I I spend a lot of time in my office looking at numbers, and I I tell this pe- to you know, I told my wife the other day, I said I I have a fear of failure,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and that's what drives me to to try to do the right thing, right? I, I don't, I, that's what has to, has to happen. You got to have some kind of something going on to, to drive you to do your best for your family, for your mm-hmm. work family, for everything involved, but you got to pay attention to all the details, not just a couple
1: of them. You kind of answered and thinking about these new dealers. One of the things we see out there, Russell, is that you know, especially a lot of them come out of a sales track. They either come out of independent retail or new car side. And so they're really only used to thinking about the, the, the sales side Right. And so it's sell, yeah. sell, sell, look how fat our profit and loss report is. Let's sell some more <laughs> and not so much looking at the cash flow statement. And, uh, and that's where I think I, I always say, you know, you can race right off a cliff in this business. Sound like that may be what happened to some of those folks in your hometown there. It, it is. I mean, that, that's a, uh, you know, even in my little world,
2: you know, we were selling four to eight cars when we first started, uh, cause that's all I could afford to do. Yeah. Um, uh, You know somebody asked me the other day said you know can you how is buy here pay here can you get into it what's you know what's the barrier to entry it's money i mean simple if you don't have you know i started in 2013 and the business model that i had was probably okay we can do this with a million dollars to start with and and we can grow this to a pretty decent you know print balance and i did. Mm-hmm. And, and then that turned into, Oh God, I need another million dollars. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those, those $2 million in today's numbers, you're looking at four or $5 million to do what I did in 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to get capital as you guys know. I mean, I I try to help people all the time and I, and I will tell shameless plug here for, for primal in, but you know, Guys, if you're not out there with capital right now, if you don't have a local bank that will bank you, you have to get with somebody like PrimeLend or Spartan or one of those guys to, to help you grow or you will not be able to do it. You cannot cash flow this business yourself.
1: Yeah, there's still some real math in there, and we can't we can't get around the numbers, right? I mean, you just need a certain volume to make it make sense, and so you know we've talked about some of that stuff in some of our education. But yeah, and I also was going to circle back and give a shout out to Paxton because I had forgotten when you said Paxton. Right, uh, many of those that were listening know Paxton, but he's uh, currently with Primalin and he was uh, I'd forgotten that when I met him probably somewhere around 2013, 14, that he was um, a moderator before that so yeah that's that's good stuff but yeah the the money part is so important you got to be able to plug into some it's it's you know what we call in in just in general in business it's like the fuel that goes in your tank i mean you can have Mm -hmm. a pretty shiny car but unless you can put fuel in that tank you know it's kind of hard to get anywhere so
2: and you can equate that back to right now i mean gas prices are out of control right now right Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, the car prices are out of control. So it it goes hand in hand with what you're seeing right now in the world. So sure. thing gets more expensive as we go. Yeah, takes dollars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Russell, what is your favorite part of this business?
2: <laughs> you know i I like it all. I, I'm a, a glutton for punishment, I guess. <laughs> I do. I I love talking this stuff. I love I love the life of it. I mean the dealership life is cool. I I just I have enjoyed the camaraderie that I have, you know, with, with people, getting to meet the new dealers, that is what I that's what drives me as well. Mm. I just enjoy that aspect of it. The working in the business is 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 fine. I, I started out, I I told everybody I didn't want to be a used car salesman. I wanted to be a used car dealer. Mm-hmm. And I what I mean by that is I want to sit back in the big office and 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 drive the whole traffic. I wanted to be the puppet master basically. Yeah. And and that's where I think a lot of the guy a lot of the new dealers that are coming along are are missing the boat of when they just have one or two employees. Yeah. Um you know, if you only have one or two employees my gosh, you're just you're gonna be there working on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sell and I think it's hard to collect the person that you just sold. Um, I I just feel like those are things. Now we all did it. We all do it until we get to a certain point. But I do still remember when I go, man, I wish I had a hundred notes. Mm-hmm. I wish at 150 notes. I wish I had 200 notes. I still remember those milestones and I remember the struggles that I had trying to reach the next milestone. Mm -hmm. So I, I still enjoy everything about it. Uh, maybe it'll come a time when I, when I don't, but as far as now, I still like every aspect of it.
1: Well, you wouldn't if uh, if you had a lot of customers mad at you, you probably wouldn't enjoy being in the dealership. so that tells us a lot right there, which yeah, kind of, I want to talk about the customer uh, relations side of this. like give me a sense of what a day is like in there, you know, in your your business there in Conroe. like how how do you approach customer relations customer service?
2: well, uh, that's always i I'll, I'll give credit to for me changing you know probably my business model probably a couple of years ago i changed up a little bit of it uh, you know there was a one of my 20 group members jeff wilkinson i'll i remember at one of our 20 group meetings he he gave a big presentation and he said you know find reasons to say yes mm.
1: right
2: i that was like a light bulb moment for me and mm. So I have, you know, I've always done, you know, reinsurance and all of those things to try to make money and, and, and all that. Well, I had to change my way of thinking whenever, you know, I, I find reasons to say yes. So so a day and typical customer comes in, they're, they're mad as heck, and, and they want to scream and yell at everybody. Well, what can diffuse that quicker than giving them what they want, Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the easiest thing to, to fix a uh, you can deflate a defuse a situation quick mm-hmm. by right. doing that. Yep. Right. Uh, so that's what I do. I mean that's what we and 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 we try to do that within reason. Now if it's abuse or something like that, then that's a different conversation.
1: But uh, uh, that's exactly I what I do with Michelle whenever she's <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly.
0: I, I love the um, find a reason to say yes. And, and, you know, uh, we've talked to Jim and I, uh, we, we talk by prayer all the time. That's what happens when you are married mm-hmm. to your business partner. And, but I love it um, is that if, if it's something you can't do, then you offer alternatives and, right. you know, it's so it's like we're on the same side of the table here and I want to say yes, can't really do exactly that, but here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just like that hard no, too, it's like, yes, we can help you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: here's how I think we can do it.
1: Yep. I got three different yep. ways to say yes. Yeah. You
2: can go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, you have to be able to, to be able to work with the customer or you're not getting paid anyway. Right. Yes. So, uh, the the key to it is, in my opinion, is the best thing that I ever did for my dealership was reinsurance. Yeah. And I have, you know, I, I'm a poster boy for, uh, for that because I got as many ancillary products as you can possibly get in that. Mm-hmm. And I am funneling a ton of it in there. You know why? So I can have the cash when somebody comes in and says, man, my motor blew up. Okay. Pull around back. Let's get you a new motor. Right. Uh, I I don't have those problems anymore. And I can still remember when I had less than a hundred notes and I had a customer come in and blew up a motor. And it was the most horrible day of my life because I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay for that motor. Uh And I didn't have to, that means I didn't get to buy a car that week because I had to pay for a motor.
1: So I remember those struggles and Mm -hmm. I did not want to be there again. Yep. That's good. Uh, you know, we're also big advocates for reinsurance. We see the benefit and I always tell people, Russell, you probably could, um, kind of. Sound off on this part of it. I would tell people, look, your reinsurance business should be profitable. You should be able to, you know, put enough premiums in there that you should actually gain. And there's all kinds of great ways to use the money. But if you put the money in there and it was just cash neutral, you weren't really even profitable in there, but you saved all those charge-offs and and that translated into a lot of happy customers. That alone is worth a ton, isn't it? Oh, it's customer retention. I mean,
2: Tommy Brand has mentioned that last week or you did one of you and said, you know, you send, spend $230 per car to gain a new customer. Yeah. What are you spending to retain them? Right. Why would you not spend that $231 per customer to retain them?
1: Sure. You know more about that customer, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's about new one. Getting you know? with that customer.
2: They're already, you know, if, if they're paying good, then, okay, right. spend $500. It doesn't matter at that point. It's a numbers game. You're trying to keep the cash flow
1: going. Right. And, and I also talk about the 10 year approach. When you think about that customer, if I can solve these problems today and say, yes, then they could be with me for 10 years or more, you know, so that's just a way to think about that.
2: You know, you're sitting there looking at all the customers that are coming in and they'll, you know, I've got probably the grandparents, the, 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 the parents and the kids, you know, you got three generations of, of customers there and I'm not the only one. That's just, that is the typical, if you treat
1: them right, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to throw a quick mention in there, Russell, that somebody said they got to step out for a car auction. I'm That's just going to remind GR everybody. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so yeah. glad you were here briefly, GR. So I also want to just say, folks can find these archived episodes. Once they're done, we're recording them and you yeah. can find them on YouTube and we'll have lots of other ways. We're now syndicated with the show too. Michelle, you want to tell them I Oh, like?
0: absolutely. We are syndicated on all the major Major things, Spotify, Apple, yeah, yeah. all of it. So, sorry, yeah, Russ. Let me digress. Okay, so you talked about your favorite part. Is there something that's not so much your favorite
2: part? (laughs) 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 That is a
0: common theme when we talk to dealers. Um, it's great to have it, but it is,
2: yeah, it is. I mean. Necessary evil. I mean, everybody does it differently. I've got a six base shop back there, and and it is, you know, one of those things that just just wears me out. You know, I mean we we try to do the things the right way and try to do, you know, because it's not a high volume shop. You know, you you go to some of these Christian brothers or whatever, and they're you know turning out you know, 30 cars a day or something, you know, no, we're not that, not that shop, but the struggles of keeping everything, uh, you know, my techs are great. Don't get me wrong, but they need guidance more than I can give them because I've never run a service shop, but I know about cars. I know, uh, I know I can get back there and, and, and point out some things, but it's trying to train service advisors it's trying to train techs. It's trying to train, you know, it, it's the people that make the service department. It's the people that make our businesses work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just tough to be, you know, to run that part of it and the sheer dollars that run through a service department and, and mm-hmm. all of those things are getting higher and higher. I've seen my recon costs, you know, go from 500 to, to over a thousand now. So it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not
1: alone in that
2: feeling though. Yeah.
1: I yeah. can tell we can have you back sometime and we'll dig into that pretty yeah. deeply because there's just a ton of stuff to talk around, talk about around the service side, especially as it relates to just customer support. Right. And that whole idea of saying, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we got a whole separate thing. We can talk about that and dig into that a little more uh, deeply on a future uh, broadcast. Michelle, you had other questions? I, well,
0: I just, you know, one of the last questions and you already touched on uh, one thing that you attribute to this. And so if there's anything else you want to add, well, and, and if J- if Jim wants to talk about this, um, keys to success. And you mentioned reinsurance has been a real key to being able to say the yes, which is an, is, from what I'm gathering, is your way of measuring success. Can I say yes? But is there anything else? Yeah, I mean that's
2: part of it, right? I mean that's just one one of the pieces of the puzzle that I think is very important, and and that helps you with the big business model plan, right? You saying yes, so you know the next part of it, you know I I think we talked a little bit about uh, uh, mentoring, and and that is I love doing that because I have a couple of twenty group members that have done that for me, right, and that is. Huge. I mean, uh, y'all may know. I don't know if uh, Doug Lewis out of Pennsylvania. He was a he's a big my dealer, and he has been instrumental in trying to mentor me. And he may not even know it as much as as I as I'm letting on. But I, when you can see another dealer's business model and see it in action, and see where the success can take you that gives you more motivation to, okay, if he did it, I can do it. Uh, And those are the things that, that you kind of got to look at. You, you look at a ton of different business models. You look at a ton of different, you got to have somebody to look up to. You got to have somebody helping you. Uh, I didn't get here by myself. I had tons of help. There's not an original idea in this group within reason. Everybody has stolen everything from everybody. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing though, right? It's that, just not. Yes. I mean, that's the way we do it. We, we look at an idea and go, oh, I can do that. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to tweak it just a little bit and make it my own. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: that, that's what we do. That's what uh, that's what makes this business great because it may work in Pennsylvania, but it may not work in Texas. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for that idea of being able to see it modeled out somewhere. And that's part of what this white hat way thing is also about for us is like being able to have new dealers here from dealers like you. So you can say yes to your customers. You can treat your customers well and still be successful. Like, I feel like there's this, this, this thing, this perception that we got to charge the customer to maximum and, you know, all these things. And, uh, it just feels like that that's a, a lesson that we can help spread. And we appreciate you joining to, to help do that. Uh, did you have something else, Michelle?
0: No, I think, I think just a lot of really rich, Tons rich of stuff. information and, and, uh, yeah, um, I, I understand uh how important a mentor is and i just from the things that we've listened to with you Russell that that uh any any dealer out there would be really fortunate to have you um as a mentor
1: can i so. expect that we will see you at uh, TIADA in july you
2: will see me there i will be at some sort of uh, dealer panel i'm sure i'm sure uh mm-hmm. will be as, as a TIADA board member I will be available to everybody. So you even the,
1: even the buy here, pay here morning show,
2: <laughs> even the buy here, pay here morning show. No. Love Excellent. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, will you be at NAIDA?
2: The jury's still out on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm in Florida right now for a week. So I, I'm kind of waiting to see if, um, if I'm going to be to fly to vegas uh or not right on. when okay. i get back i got a 20 group meeting when i as soon as i get back as well so i'll be in nashville for oh. okay nice <laughs>
1: nice
0: well um it depending on where you are in in uh, florida if you're close to our neck of the woods we'd love to um
1: He's a little farther North. So I already asked him about that. Oh, so are you? He's enjoying his beach time. And so we should let you oh, get okay. back to that, but we're grateful for you joining. Absolutely. I know our listeners are too. So appreciate you making time to, to do your mentoring thing as always. And uh, so we're, uh, we we shared that people seem to be enjoying the show, uh, Russell. The the survey results that we're getting back, um, you know, have been very positive. We'll send the uh, link out there again and keep getting feedback. We want to hear about ideas of things people want us to bring to this um, kind of platform in the morning. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it's yeah. A, it's been a fun thing, kind of like you enjoying the what you're doing. We're, Michelle and I are totally enjoying this and just kind of oh. spreading the word about how to how to be a better dealer.
0: Yeah, and we we also mentioned that uh, if you. People out there in listener land know of a dealer that you think really um, is a great example of a white hat Way dealer please mm-hmm. let us know because we would love to um, get to know them and then and then potentially have them on the show. so um, we just want to be able to to get people, that can stick, speak to their story, speak mm-hmm. to their success. Because this is kind of like what you were talking about, Russell. Um, when you find good mentors, and so we're, we, you know, it's really important for us, um, just kind of in closing, we really, it's important for us um, to share what we know is important for dealers to, to be successful. And, you know, we do it really freely. And this is one of the ways that we, that we do that. And, you know, bringing on dealers and, and asking the questions because we are our our intent is to make a a very positive impact to the industry. And um, just just for all of those, all of those of you that are out there, sorry, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm stumbling on my words. You know, we do understand that sometimes it's, it's, not easy. You come away with really great ideas, but it's not easy to actually implement those um, and get them working in your business. So, uh, you know, if you are looking for someone who can help you with laser focus and, and getting the things done that, that, you know, we've talked about or, or some of the ideas that, that you have that you really want to be able to, to um, implement in your business, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that we can help you with, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can go to our website, octane.com or octane.group. Octane, <laughs> Good night. Octane.group or the buy hair, institute or right. bhphinstitute.com. And then put something in the contact us or whatever. And, and we would be happy to get you set scheduled up for a, a discovery call and see how we might be able to help. So yeah.
1: Russell, thanks again for joining us. And uh, I, will, I will add one more thing in there. So yeah. whenever you,
2: starting to talk to somebody about this i will i will quote jack carter and he'll he'll back me up on this he'll say 20 minutes with russell can screw you up as well (laughs) and not not let you sleep at night thinking about all Uh, the stuff we talked about in 20 minutes so yeah right um,
0: (laughs) rich content that's what you're going to get lots of really great ideas
1: So okay. go back and uh, put an umbrella in your coffee up there in wow. uh, the, the Florida area. And uh, Thanks so enjoy much. the rest of your vacation. And we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Sound like a TIADA, if not sooner. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you yeah. guys. All all right, right. Take you care. Too.
0: Have a great day. Um, and we will see you guys all on Friday.
2: See you later.